What is up, everybody? Welcome back to this episode of On Deck with Max. I'm your host, Maxwell Schaefer. Yes, now, this weekend of the Super Wild Card weekend was huge. It was completely wild. All these games were so, so close. But before we get started, I don't want to toot my own horn a little bit, but last weekend in the Super Wild Card, I went 4 for 2 on the weekend in those NFL games, only missing. The Giants versus the Vikings and Dallas versus the Buccaneers. I thought they were going to do it. They didn't do it. But, hey, 4-2 and is not that bad. So, I mean, got to give it to me. Uh, but going into recapping these games, um, first game was the Seattle Seahawks versus the 49ers. Um, I had the 49ers winning. I didn't think it was going to be this big of a blowout. The 49ers won 41-23. to The game wasn't close at all. The 49ers were in control of this game from the very beginning. Uh, the rookie quarterback, Brock Purdy from the 49ers, went 18 of 30, 332 yards, three touchdowns, and one rushing touchdowns. For the rushing game for the 49ers, what can I say other than the rushing attack for the 49ers had a field day with the Seahawks? The leading rusher was Christian McCaffrey, and he went off. He had 15 carries for 119 yards. He averaged 7.9 yards a carry. Um, and, of course, their leading receiver was none other than that man, Debo Samuel, who had six receptions, 133 yards, 22.2 yards per catch, and one touchdown. They all went absolutely insane. Um, Geno Smith for Seattle, the quarterback, also had a good game, but it just wasn't enough against that 49ers defense who was playing absolutely out of their mind. But Geno went 25 of 35. 253 yards, one two touchdowns, and one interception. The leading rusher for the Seahawks was Kenneth Walker III. He had 15 carries for 63 yards, an average of 4.2 yards a carry and one touchdown. And the leading receiver was the stud DK Metcalf. He had 10 receptions, 136 yards, an average of 13.6 yards per catch, and two touchdowns. Now, if you're a 49er fan, this is great. Blowout, your team's moving on. Seahawks, the defense just wasn't there. Brock Purdy and the wide receivers and the running backs had a field day with that defense. There was just no stopping them, and they were just on a whole new level. But uh, the final score of that game, the 49ers, 41, and Seattle Seahawks, 23. Now moving on to the nightcap game of Saturday, January 14th. We had the Jaguars against the Chargers. This game was close, but I can't say it was close all throughout the game because... The Jaguars were down 20 points at halftime. They were losing by 20 points. The halftime score was 27-7 to with Chargers beating them. But some miracle, Trevor Lawrence doesn't lose on, on Saturdays. He hasn't lost in high school, never lost in Clemson, and he didn't lose against, against the Chargers. They won 31-30, to completing the 20-point halftime deficit comeback, sending the Jaguars onto the divisional round, which is insane. Trevor Lawrence went 28 of 47, 288 yards, four touchdowns. And not to mention, Trevor Lawrence had four interceptions in the first half alone. Four. After halftime, he didn't throw a single interception and went back and threw four touchdowns. Talk about a turnaround. On rushing, the leading rusher was his Clemson classmate, Travis Etienne Jr. He had 20 carries, 109 yards, 5.5 5.5 yards a carry and zero touchdowns. The leading receiver 
for the Jaguars was Evan Ingram. He had seven receptions, 93 yards, 13.3 average, and one touchdown. From watching this game, like from my perspective, I thought Chargers were going to win this all all day long. Seeing a score 27 to 7 at halftime, being a Falcons fan is like ah, uh, like it, it brings me back to the Super Bowl against the Patriots. It's like uh, I think they got it. I, I think they got. It. I don't think the Jaguars have what it takes to come back and win this. But man, was I wrong. I picked the Jaguars to win this game, but I did just I just didn't think that was going to happen. They held the Chargers to only three points in the second half. But let's just talk about the first half stats for the Chargers. Justin Herbert went 25 of 43, 273 yards, one touchdown. The leading rusher was Austin Eckler. He had 13 carries, 35 yards, 2.7 yards a carry, and two touchdowns. The leading receiver was Gerald Everett. He had six receptions, 109 yards, 18.2 yards per catch, and one touchdown. Out of all the games, I think this was my favorite. This game was just so crazy about how they came back from a 20-point halftime deficit to send the Jaguars to the divisional round, which is insane. Now, moving on to Sunday, January 15th, we had our first game. It was against the Dolphins and the Bills. The Bills won this game 34-31. to This game was close. I mean, for the Dolphins, they were out. They were without Tua, and they still kept it very close against a team that, in my opinion, is quite possibly going to win the Super Bowl or even just be in the Super Bowl. Um, that quarterback for Dolphins, his name was Skylar Thompson. He went 18 of 45, 220 yards, one touchdown, and two interceptions, which it doesn't seem like a lot, but they still held their own against the Bills, only losing by three points. Um, for the leading rusher, it was Jeffrey Wilson. He had 10 carries, 23 yards, 2.3 average per carry, and one touchdown. And, of course, the leading receiver for the Miami Dolphins was none other than that man, Tyreek Hill. Uh, he had seven receptions, 69 yards, 9.9 yards uh, per catch, and zero touchdowns. So, Dolphins looked pretty good, but the Bills just looked a little bit better. Um, Josh Allen went 23 of 39, 352 yards, three touchdowns, and two interceptions. The... Leading rusher for the Bills was Devin Singletary. He had 10 carries, 48 yards, 4.8 yards per carry, and zero touchdowns. The leading rush, the rusher that had a touchdown was James Cook. He had one. He had 12 carries, 39 yards, 3.2 yards uh, average. Um, and, of course, the leading receiver for the Bills was Stephon Diggs with seven receptions, 114 yards, 16.3 yards per carry, and zero touchdowns. The people that got touchdowns were um, for the Bills receiving-wise was Gabe Davis, Cole Beasley, and Dawson Knox. So this game was close, came down to the wire. Miami almost came back and won it, um, but they just sadly just fell a little bit short. But the Bills will be moving on after beating the Dolphins 34-31. to Moving on to our second game of the Sunday matchup. We had the Minnesota Vikings versus the New York Giants. Now, seeing this game on paper, I just thought the Vikings were going to win. I I just thought Kirk Cousins and you had Justin Jefferson. I was like, this is going to be an easy game. It's at Minnesota. But, man, was I wrong. Daniel Jones, for the Giants quarterback, went 24 of 35, 301 yards, two touchdowns, zero interceptions. And if Daniel Jones doesn't beat you with his arm, he is sure going to beat you with his legs. 
He ran for 17 carries, 78 yards, and 4.6 average, which is insane. The, the, the running back for the Giants, Saquon Barkley, had nine carries, 53 yards, 5.9 yards in average, and two touchdowns. And the leading receiver was Isaiah Hodgkins. He had eight receptions, 105 yards, 13.1 yards averaged, and one touchdown. Daniel Jones looked fantastic. If he didn't see a wide receiver down the field, he would just take off and run. And it just looked like the Minnesota Vikings defense just didn't have like a quarterback spy on him because he was just running all over the field and getting first downs for them. So, I mean, the Giants just flat out just beat the Vikings. Like, the score looks close, but if you really watch the game, the Giants were in control of this the entire way through. Um, but for the Vikings, uh, the quarterback, Kirk Cousins, went 31-39, 273 yards, two touchdowns. And then Justin Jefferson tried to throw a pass. Uh, he threw it. He made, he completed it one for one, but he got negative two yards. So, I mean, just stick to receiving, my boy. You, you're really good at that. Uh, but for rushing, uh, the leading rusher was Dalvin Cook. He had 15 carries, 60 yards, uh, 4.0 average, and zero touchdowns. The only rushing touchdown for the uh, Vikings actually came by Kirk Cousins. He ran it in for one yard. It was a quarterback sneak on the uh, one-yard line, and he got a touchdown. But for the receiving, was actually uh, TJ Hawkinson. Uh, he had 10 receptions, 129 yards, 12.9 yards average, and zero touchdowns. Uh, Justin Jefferson was really held like very dormant during this entire game. He only had seven receptions, 47 yards, 6.7 yards average, and zero touchdowns. So I thought the Vikings would win this game, but man, was I wrong because Daniel Jones and those Giants came to play. Uh, but congratulations to them. They're moving on to the divisional round. Uh, they won 31-24. Now, moving on to our final game of our Sunday slate, we had the Ravens versus the Bengals. Now, they already played in Week 18, as we said on the previous episode, and they're very, very, very big rivals. So, of course, there's going to be tension, and we saw a lot of it. There was a lot of pushing and shoving, and you could just see it from the TV cast of name-calling and it was it was just ugly, but uh, the Bengals won this game twenty four to seventeen behind uh, Joe Burrow. Joe Burr. Uh he went twenty three of thirty two, two hundred and nine yards, one touchdown, and zero interceptions. And for rushing, the leading rusher was Joe Mixon. He had eleven carries, thirty nine yards, three point five yards a carry, and zero touchdowns. Joe Burrow actually got a rushing touchdown. Uh, he had five carries, nine yards, 1.8 yards in average, and one touchdown. And then the receiver, of course, his favorite target at LSU, and now his favorite target on the Bengals, Jamar Chase, had nine receptions, 84 yards, 9.3 yards in average, and then one touchdown. This game was very, very, very close. The Ravens actually, on the last second, threw up a Hail Mary into the end zone, and a bunch of Bengals players tipped the ball back and a Ravens player, I don't remember who it was, but the Ravens player dove, and he was just fingertips away from catching a touchdown pass and quite literally almost sending the Ravens and the Bengals into overtime and giving them another chance to send that team to the divisional round. But unfortunately, that just didn't go as planned. Uh, and of course, the Ravens were without Lamar Jackson, so they had Tyler Huntley back there calling the plays and uh, taking snaps for the offense. Um Tyler Huntley actually went 17 of 29, 226 yards, two touchdowns, and one interception. 
the leading rusher was J.K. Dobbins. He had 13 carries, 62 yards, 4.8 yards average, and zero touchdowns. And the leading receiver was the tight end Mark Andrews, who had five receptions, 73 yards, 14.6 average, and zero touchdowns. The touchdowns for the receivers came from Demarcus Robinson with one and J.K. Dobbins, the running back, with one. But this game was very, very close. Other than the pushing and shoving, which, I mean, it just comes with it being a rival game, especially in the playoffs, um, it was a very good game all around. It did come down to the very last second, like most of these uh, wild card games did. But the Bengals uh, did survive the Ravens at home and beat them 24-17. to And now moving on to our last game of our Super Wild Card Weekend. This game happened on Monday, January 16th. Now, I completely thought that the Buccaneers would win this game. I think Tom Brady's the GOAT. I still think he's the GOAT. But Tom Brady just was not on it that night. Like, he was just missing plays, missing receivers that were wide open, and he just did not play good. Um, The Cowboys beat the Buccaneers 31-14. to from watching this game, it just looked like Tom Brady's age is caught up to him. Um, I just think that not even just Tom Brady, but the defense for the Buccaneers, the secondary was just getting like not any. They were stranded. They were leaving people wide open and just didn't guard anyone, which they just gave Dak Prescott a bunch of options just to throw the ball and get points. Um, but for the Buccaneers, Tom Brady went 35 of 66. 351 yards, two touchdowns, and one interception. The leading rusher was Rashad White. He had seven carries, 41 yards, 5.9 yards average, and zero touchdown. And uh, the receiver was Chris Godwin. He had 10 receptions, 85 yards, 8.5 yards in average, and zero touchdowns. The touchdowns came on the receiving core from Julio Jones and Cameron Brait. But, yeah, this game just... It was it was bad. I thought the, the Buccaneers were going to win, but man, that secondary from the Buccaneers just got exposed. The Cowboys quarterback Dak Prescott went off, throwing 25 of 33, 305 yards, four touchdowns, and zero interceptions. He also had a rushing touchdown. Now going into rushing, the leading rusher was Tony Pollard. He had 15 carries, 77 yards, 5.1 yards average, and zero touchdowns. And the leading receiver was Dalton Schultz. He had seven receptions, 95 yards, 13.6 yards a catch, and two touchdowns. CeeDee Lamb also had a touchdown for the receiving, and Michael Gallup also had a touchdown for the receiving. But, I mean, it just comes down to Tom Brady just did not hit the open receivers. It just looked like his his old age just caught up to him. I mean, he's still the GOAT in my opinion. I think he's the greatest quarterback of all time. But he wasn't helping himself with finding the open receivers and getting points on the board. And it also just wasn't him. That Buccaneers secondary, I mean, just during the offseason, needs to get some people in there that just know what they're doing. Because against the Cowboys, they were just lost in space, man. But the Cowboys will advance to the divisional round. They beat the Buccaneers 31-14. to Now, coming up on the divisional round, which this episode... I'm recording it right now. It's Friday, January 20th. The games start tomorrow, Saturday, January 21st. And the first game we have at 4.30 is the Jaguars versus Chiefs. Um, The spread opened up as the Chiefs being a nine-point spread favorite, so they're favorited to win. And the over and under is 52 points. Um, This game, yes, I think the Jaguars look good. They beat the Chargers. 
it was close. They came back. But the Chiefs have Patty Mahomes and Travis Kelsey. I don't think this game will be close in a sense that this team's just wait. It's just way too good. They got the number one seed. They had a whole bye. They didn't even have to play in the wild card. So I don't think we'll see anything different. And these teams also met back in week 10, and the Chiefs were able to beat them by 10 and were even up by 20 at halftime. Now, the game got close at the end because there was two second-half turnovers in that game allowed. Um, So as long as Patrick Mahomes keeps the turnovers from getting out of hand this weekend, I think Kansas City uh, will roll really big. And I think that the Chiefs beat the Jaguars 28-13. to 13. Moving on to our Saturday second game uh, against the Giants versus Eagles at 8-15. Eagles are favorited by negative 7.5 points spread. And the over and under is 48 points. The Eagles had the first place seed locked up, so they didn't play against the wild card weekend. And the Giants are coming in looking hot after upsetting the Vikings at home. But you have to take into account that the Eagles and Giants have played twice this year, and the Eagles won both those games, winning 48-22 to in the first one and 22-16 to in the last one. But the win in Week 18 was against the Giants' backups. The game where they won 22-16 to was when the, the Giants were playing their backups. But also you have to take into account that the Eagles was without their star quarterback, Jalen Hurts, and now he's back and he's healthy. So I think that the Giants look really good. The defense looks really, really good. Daniel Jones is that dog. And he'll, I, I've said it uh, previously this episode, if he doesn't beat you with his arm, he's going to sure beat you with his legs. So you really have to pay attention to him. But I think that this Eagles team is just hungry and they want another Super Bowl. Uh, that I think that the Eagles win this game close. And I think Jalen Hurts comes back from his injury. And he just plays a really, really good game. And I think the Eagles win this game 35-31. to 31. Now, moving on to Sunday, January 22nd. We have the first game is the Bengals versus the Bills at 3. Now, the spread opened as the, uh, as the Bills being a negative 4-point spread favorite. And the over and under is 50 points. Now, this game is probably the game that I'm most excited to watch because I just love really elite quarterbacks playing and the Bengals have Joe Burrow and the Bills have Josh Allen and they're just really really they're probably two of the best quarterbacks as of right now in the NFL and unfortunately we we thought we'd see this game in week 17 uh but the game was canceled due to DeMar Hamlin suffering a cardiac arrest on the field which that was the right thing to do I'm very uh proud and happy of the NFL for canceling the game just making sure he was okay and I've uh, really love to see the NFL showing so much support to this guy and his family and everything they've done for him. And I'm just so happy that he's all better now. And he actually arrived in Buffalo, uh, I think a week ago and just went back with his teammates and I'm, I'm just happy to see him better. But, um, it's pretty cool that this matchup is also happening because it's the first playoff matchup between two teams that are on a winning streak of at least eight games since the 2016 AFC championship game between the New England Patriots and the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now, I personally think that Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs are going to win this game. I think the Bills will win this game because I personally think that the Bills will be in the Super Bowl. But you never can count count out Joe Burrow. Like his run last season, when he led the Bengals to a Super Bowl, 
was insane. Now, they did fall short to Matt Stafford and the Rams, but I just think that they're going to play with a lot of heart against the Bills, and I think this game will be very, 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 very close. And I just don't see this game getting out of hand, like being a shootout. Like a bunch of, I've seen a bunch of analysts talk about how this game could be a shootout and very well could uh, put up a lot of points. But I just don't see that happening. I think these defenses are going to lock down uh, a lot because they know how big these quarterbacks are and how great they are. And they're just going to stay in their positions and just uh, be like a hawk in the uh, secondary. Um, but I think the Bills win this game very, very, very close. 28-24. to 24. Now moving on to our final game of the divisional round. We have the Cowboys versus the 49ers at 630. Now this game is in San Francisco. And the San Francisco 49ers are a negative four-point spread favorite. And the over and under is 46.5 points. Um, it's pretty cool because since week seven... Both of these teams have been the two highest scoring teams in the NFL, and that mainly has to do with the fact that both teams had something big happen that week. That week, the 49ers traded for their running star running back now, Christian McCaffrey, and the Cowboys got Dak Prescott back from an injury. So, I mean, both these teams can score some points, and if the Cowboys' defense shows up like they did against the Buccaneers, whew, we could be in for a game ladies and gentlemen. But um, I just think the 49ers will win this game. I think that the Cowboys' defense won't show up uh, because that man, Brock Purdy, the quarterback, the rookie quarterback for the 49ers, is a dog. Uh, Purdy has been outstanding since taking over as a starter. With five games left in the regular season, he played well in beating the Seahawks last week. But this will be the best defense he has faced. And the pass rush for Dallas can be disruptive. And if Brock Purdy doesn't think that, he can go ask Tom Brady because Dom, Tom Brady was on his back almost half the game because that defense was outrageously going crazy. But I think that the 49ers will win this game. I think Brock Purdy's Cinderella story will continue. I think he will go undefeated again and send his team to the conference title. I think the 49ers beat the Cowboys 34-28 to and Brock Purdy becomes the fifth rookie quarterback behind Sean King, Ben Roethlisberger, Joe Flacco, and Mark Sanchez to ever make it to a conference title game. Now that is all we have for our episode today of On Deck with Max. Um, I want to thank everyone for listening. And we'll be back on uh, the air uh, probably, most likely, uh, right right after the game just so I can talk about the scores in uh, one podcast, and then right after that podcast, I'll start talking about the other games um, for the conference title games and just see who's going to be in those and who's projected to win in my pick for those games. Uh, but, yeah, once again, I want to thank everyone for listening, uh, and uh, I hope everyone has a great day. Peace.